When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look out. He's got some room. He's got some speed. And he's got the end zone on his side. Got it. Touchdown. Oops. That was too quick. And how do you like the start this football season? The flush with the right hand. Goes up. He's blocked. the show. This is Doc Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Thank you, and welcome inside the Casanova Center studio. Joey Mack here with you. You can find me on Twitter at Joey McMurray. Zach Blaine behind the monitors today directing the show, making sure we stay on track because we got a lot to tell you about this afternoon. The Oregon Football Coaches Show is coming up tonight, Wednesday, 7.05 on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, 95.3 FM here in Eugene. Tune in, come out to the cooler interviews with Oregon football coach Michael Johnson and Jordan Scott will be on the show tonight. Jerry, Jorgie, Terry will be down at the cooler. And I understand that Jordan Scott will be talking with uh, both Jerry and Jorgie tonight, maybe up on stage for those of you that are in attendance, as I will not be in attendance this evening. So Jerry, Jorgie, and Terry will be down there talking with Jordan Scott, a wide, receiver, wide receivers coach, excuse me, Michael Johnson. For those of you who are listening in Eugene right now on 95.3 The Score, the Oregon Football Coaches Show will follow Duck Insider. Everyone who's live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, either on Facebook.com slash GoDucks or across the Oregon IMG Sports Network at a couple various different times in different markets, well, you can still get down to the cooler. Go to the number one sports bar in Eugene. Today on the show, we will hear from Mario Cristobal. You can hear from Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. He and I's thoughts heading into this matchup in Tucson. A funny moment with Oregon Volleyball that we will tell you about. And no, we are not referring to when August Rasky that we showed on the show on Monday I slipped and fell on the floor. That was pretty funny, though, that Nate Kruger, uh, <laughs> the Oregon Sports Formation Director for Oregon Volleyball, uh, got it to us, and Coach Olmer was like, yeah, we have, we have to talk about that. Uh, Jalen Jelks, we're going to hear from him today, and defensive coordinator Jim Levitt as well. We'll take a look around the Pac-12, a few other things to get to here on today's show. I think it's funny that uh, every time we get to this point in the year, it, it seems like it, you always have a shift. There's the shift in the weather that we all see, and the biggest thing for the Ducks when that shift in the weather occurs is they can't go outside on the practice fields all the time anymore. So today was actually the first day that the Ducks were in the Mashovsky Center. 
They turn the heaters up inside the Mo. Try to get ready for that Arizona temperature, and I asked Jalen Jelks if it was anywhere close to Arizona heat, and he just kind of laughed at me and said no. There, there's no way. But still, the Ducks were in the Mo for the first time this season, and here we are more than halfway through the season, and the Ducks are just now getting into the Mo. That's pretty nice, actually. There was a little bit of dampness that burned off and a few other notes to tell you about after practice today. First of all, Dylan Mitchell's really good. We saw that uh, today in practice again and made a couple nice moves, particularly one during a two-minute drill. And also, uh, there's a few injury updates to tell you about. As Austin Faliu is 50-50, he's kind of been that way the last few weeks for the Oregon defensive end. And Coach Cristobal said today that Isaac Slade Mataotia will be out for at least a few weeks. He hurt his shoulder in that game up in Pullman, and one that the Ducks certainly would like to move on from. Not necessarily forget. I think there's some things to learn from in that game and move on to this 7.30 kickoff at Arizona. A 5.30 pregame show for us across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Terry John's anchoring our coverage, heading in to that ESPN broadcast 7.30 when things will kick off on the Oregon IMG Sports Network and on ESPN. With those injuries, I think it means that Keith Sims is probably going to see some action for the Ducks in a backup role. Coach Crispa also mentioned Sampson New may factor in as an inside linebacker for the Ducks. Keith Sims is a guy that can play both inside and outside, very similar to the freshman Adrian Jackson. Those two guys' versatility certainly on display with Isaac Slade, Mata Otia. Looks like out for the next few weeks. Before we get to Coach Crispa, I have to tell you something really funny that happened. So, Oregon football wrapped up practice at about 11. And Oregon volleyball, Matt Ulmer and Ronica Stone, head coach and probably an All-American for Ronica Stone herself, they talked to the media around the same time that Oregon football did. And so all the media is there. It's very convenient for everybody. And it was pretty funny, actually, at one point. Uh, Ronica Stone's in there. Coach Criswell comes up, and she sees him come, and she goes, all right, time for the big time. I'm out. I'm getting out of here. So then Coach Criswell comes in, does her interview, and they have some fun with it, and they talk back and forth. It was pretty funny. Then uh, Ronica Stone comes back in in front of the media to kind of finish up her interview. And this is, seems very fitting for somebody whose Twitter name is E-L space O-H space E-L. She spells out L-O-L. Yeah, well done for Ronica Stone. She actually wants to have a future in, in, in broadcasting. She shadowed Maria Taylor during the Stanford game here at Autzen Stadium. And so she channeled, one, her inner kid, and to her broadcasting self, and like I said, this seems fitting for somebody who has a uh, the phrase LOL in her Twitter name. She, uh, she grabbed a churro that she was eating and pretended it was a microphone while she talked to the media. Well done, Ronica Stone. That's outstanding. Please keep that personality forever. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was great stuff. Her and uh, Coach Cristobal had some fun with that. The media did as well. Without further ado, though, let's hear from Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, talking about practice today, the first time the Ducks were indoors, and his thoughts heading into this matchup with the Wildcats. That 7.30 kickoff rapidly approaching on Saturday. Coach Cristobal meeting with the media just a little while ago. Good morning. Uh, thank you for being here. Just wrapped up practice. Actually went indoors today, um, trying to get uh, turn up the temperatures a little bit. You know, obviously going to, going to Tucson, it's about 70, 75 degrees over there. So made a little bit hotter than that inside and we hadn't gone inside really haven't gone inside since um i believe one time in the spring so it's a good change of pace in there but uh really practice fast practice well Uh, i think we uh you know message you know to each other as players as coaches is to understand that the teams that handle the grind and the discomforts of october november and all the things that go with it will teams that will have the best chance down the stretch to be successful so uh, but all focus has been on going forward and improving, and uh, so far, really, really good practices for the week. Coach, do you have any different defensive packages for those different cornerbacks, or is it all the same regardless? Well, it's a little bit of both. You have to. You have to account for a couple things, and, and even when you do, they can extend plays. And extending plays, um, the best defense for that is, is making sure that you're really athletic and you go get somebody on the ground, but at the same time having the discipline to stay with your assignment. But you have to, and I think everybody in college football now has to have two sets of defenses, a base defense, your nickel defense, and, of course, your dime packages that go with that. And to uh, combat you know, Arizona's offense, you have to, and you have to be good at both because they are good at using both quarterbacks. With different quarterbacks, their running backs seem to be really, really good and put up the numbers. 
Yes. The most underrated players in the conference, in my opinion. Those guys have, especially the last few weeks, they've really turned it on offensively. And the, the offensive line is blocking really well. The young guys that have really become a cohesive unit, they knock you off the ball, they stay and they sustain their blocks. They play with really good technique. And, uh, you know, hats off to them there. They, a lot of credit goes to them for the way that they are running the football. They're doing a really good job. The challenge for your defense went from Washington to Washington State to Arizona. Is mm-hmm. there... Are there three more different offenses in this yeah. conference? I well, that's the beauty of the Pac-12. I uh, Again, that's what's kind of neat that we're getting more and more exposure and visibility is the brand of football out here, the different kinds of schemes that you see both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, not to mention a lot of the special team stuff you see is really unique. So uh, it always, it's a challenge. And that's why it's so important in the springtime and the offseason to establish your base rules because everything you do is off of your base rules. And whatever you do, you know, because the coach aren't going to be able to be on the field, there's going to be something that shows up on game day that you just haven't seen or haven't had a chance to prepare for. You have to be able to trust your rules, and that's when it will kick in. you know if you'll have Lana this week? One more time. Do you know if Lana will play? Feel good about it. Feel good about it. What about Fowler? Do you expect him to go? And, and what's Carlberg done kind of you know, when, when he comes in there to, to fill in when you need him? What has he done? Yeah, just kind of what do you seen from him? Carlberg, he's yeah. played really well. And you've seen, you know, the moments he has been in there. Um, I know he got cut short during the Washington game, but throughout the course of the year, you know, the big fourth down stop early in the season, his play in Washington, even last week, he just gets better and better. Uh, Uses his hands really well, is able to get off blocks, is athletic. So he's a guy that you could put in your base front to control, you know, be a two-gapper and at the same time line him up as a shade or a half-gap guy and go ahead and, you know, cause some penetration and, and uh, disrupt the offense. So overall, he's just been a really productive player. And from, will be able to go? You know what, 50-50. 50-50. Isaac, Isaac hurt his shoulder. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sit him uh, at the very least a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we had some tests run on him. We thought he'd be okay, but we're not gonna be able to have him. Did Penn have a procedure because he put up a picture from the hospital? Yeah, he, you know, sure what time that those some of the injury stuff. You know, we don't disclose everything, but well, he, let's just say he's out. Mm, okay. <laughs> What do you attribute that to, and why do you think that is so It's been a big point of emphasis. Uh, it's been all about discipline, and the discipline starts with everything you do in your daily life, and it starts with academics and the way you conduct yourself and show up, and that's been a huge point of emphasis of the culture. We felt that if we could get that done, that that would you know coincide with the elimination of a lot of penalties. It would result in better play, more disciplined play, and so far we've seen some pretty good results. And, uh, and we could do even better. I mean, we've seen some that's like, wow, we could have maybe walked away out of that game with maybe one penalty or zero penalty. So uh, we got to stay hungry. we got to stay on it. we got to continue to emphasize it. We have officials out here every single day in practice. That's been the biggest difference. And they, they whip those flags right at you. You know, they're, they're pretty wicked guys, but they've helped us out a lot. What does it mean to be in the top now? Or historically, they've been at the bottom. You know, I don't, I don't like to, you know, judge a book till we go through the last chapter. Uh, it's almost like there's a lot, there's a lot of progress in so many areas, but we're, we're nowhere near where we want to be yet. And there are steps to go with it. Some painful, some exciting as can be, but you can't skip them and you've got to grind at it. And it never stops. It's like, you know, we met with the coaches yesterday and it's like, got to hit the restart button every day. There's no, there's no magic formula to this. There's no, there's no hocus, hocus pocus. We're not, we're not based or founded on any any trickery or false enthusiasm or energy. We we grind at it to build it the right way because it's the only way to build it to last. We believe in it. That's our deal. So it, it's really helping out. It's really helping out and showing up and all the stuff you see across campus and academics. So all these things are coming together. That in turn leads to better play and more pride. Second week now with Calvin on the left, Brady on the right. Can that group continue to get more comfortable working together? But we, but we played a lot of guys this week, too. I mean, we've thrown, um, gosh, we, we've thrown George Moore in there to play some right. We've thrown uh, Throckmorton to play some guard. We've thrown Stephen Jones to play some left tackle. Um, Forsyth and Patassi. We're, we're getting a look at everybody because it's that time of year, right, where you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, you have to have a crisis plan. You know, you're always going, okay, this guy goes down, he goes in. If so-and-so goes down, he's replaced by so-and-so. But what if it really gets bad? And um, so we're working all those combinations. And um, 
again, they have to become cohesive, if it, even if it be on the run, but uh, we're working them all. What have, what have you seen from their Juco transfer on the D-line when they last year, 52? I mean, he's mm -hmm. kind of a large guy for an edge, but can also obviously mm -hmm. play nose at 330-some-odd. Yeah. We're familiar with him. His brother's on our team. You know, that's PJ. We have DJ Johnson, ironically, right? Um, but uh, he is a large human being, and you're right. They put him on the edge as well, so... Uh, there are plays, you know, all those those split uh, zone plays where the tight end slides back. I mean, the one play against USC, he, he just about knocked out the guy. You know, really and really powerful, explosive guy. Um, when they put him in the middle, centers have had a real tough time getting movement on him or getting their half play side on him. He's made a tremendous impact for them. He, he they list him at 330. He's about that. He's all a six four plus. So he's a really good football player and a guy that's he's made a lot of plays for him. We have to do a good job at the line of scrimmage against him. You said guys on the developmental squad during the middle of the year would probably work their way up. Mm -hmm. it seems like Alex Collins or Justin Collins is a guy that's working with the second team. At least we're able to watch practice. Mm -hmm. Andrew Johnson's another one on the defensive side. Are those two guys close to finding their way on the They are. They are. And I think throw Stephen Jones in that mix as well. Uh, throw George Moore in that mix. Um, who else? Khalif plays a lot on special teams. He's getting more reps as well. Um, Samson has been playing all year. He's getting a bunch of more reps. Uh, there's a significant amount of guys. I'm trying to think who else. You mentioned Andrew Fowley, right? Um, Sione. Sione has really come on. You're going to see a lot of work out of him. So there's about six, seven, eight guys that we see not only playing in this game, but more so going forward also. Mario Cristobal, the Oregon Head coach for the Ducks, meeting with the media just a little while ago after practice. Heard him talking about some of the personnel, some of the depth that might be tested a bit for the Ducks with some guys getting banged up at this point in the season. We'll talk about that and much more with the GoDucks.com editor-in-chief, Rob Mosley, right after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good, recycle your empties, and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this time out to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council I'm Joey Mack. He's Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com, and we're back on Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Every Wednesday, we talk to Rob Mosley. He probably knows this football team better than, certainly better than most, maybe better than anyone but the coaching staff. That might actually be a fair assessment. And the you. GAs and the interns and the analysts. The staff. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you're support staff, right? I think we can call you support staff. I got to tell you. Okay. We'll share a little inside baseball Here we with, go. The, uh, with the fans out there. I consider myself... Uh, our communications office to be about as close to the program without actually being like inside that bubble. Oh yeah, for sure. Which you know sometimes you know we don't get the same gear they get, but <laughs> like when we go on the road, 
and we don't have to do like bed checks and stuff oh, like sure. the team does, then I appreciate it. Pros and cons. Yes. So that T chart. Exactly. I'm not a big shoe guy, so if I was a shoe guy, maybe it would bother me a little bit more to like yeah. not get all the gear. But um, you know, Friday night in Tucson when we're out, you know, having some good Mexican food, seeing the yeah. local scene. Day Absolutely. Hey, have you been to El Charo? Yeah. Uh, Greg Walker recommended it. Yeah, so I, I can give full credit to Greg Walker. The f- duck fans, if you're in Tucson, you want good Mexican restaurants. Bigger, definitely family friendly. But if you want to have a, a a beverage or two, great place. It's a, it's, it's awesome. It was wor- it, Greg talked it up. Now it's going to be crowded. Sorry. Tell him to go to a different hey, place. never mind. Don't go there. Um, <laughs> Rob wants to have all the seats. Um, I, I can actually say Greg really talked it up during basketball season this past year. And it actually. And, and he took me, and it lived up to expectations. We were, the guys were in the office because he brought it up yesterday, so the guys in our, our little cube barn were looking For at sure. the menu and, oh, this and that. And I was making the point that, like, I'm such a gringo. <laughs> I grew up in Northern California, and then I've lived in Oregon for 25 years. Yeah. Like, when I go to Arizona and get Mexican food, it doesn't – I'm like, this isn't what I'm used to. It's a little know? different. Yeah, it's it's totally completely different, yeah, it's you different. know? It's like if you went to – Tex-Mex kind of different, yeah, yeah. China and got Chinese food, you'd be like, this isn't Panda Express. What the <laughs> heck is going on, you know? <laughs> the Americanized That's version. That's how I feel like when I – yeah. So I, I hear get, you. I get a little intimidated. Okay. By uh, more authentic fare. I, I love it. I, I need mean, to broaden I, my horizons for well, sure. Well, there you go. I mean, broaden those horizons. Yes. Yeah. It, it is a good place. I really, I, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the depth. Uh, you heard Coach Chris Ball there just a, just before the break. Yep. Uh, Rob was in there in the media scrum as well, listening to Coach Chris Ball. And I think that it's certainly the point in the year where the depth gets tested a little bit. Sure. Uh, you and I talked about it during uh, the quack minute today. Yep. Uh, the injuries. And it, it does take a toll on this team, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, I mean, I think – Coach Cristobal, you know, you heard some of that, and we heard from some of the other people we talked to, you know, just not getting too wrapped up in, you know, there's certainly no woe is me because, yeah, that's your attitude. Hey, you know this time of year it's gonna, that's going to be the case. So I have guys ready. You know, I I asked him the question about, hey, you know, Calvin, you know, you're only in your second week with this new offensive line alignment. Um, are those guys more comfortable? You know, sort of thinking he'd respond something along the lines of, yeah, okay, so there were some breakdowns early in the Washington State game, but they're progressing and that group's getting comfortable. But instead he was like, hey, it's that time of year, and not only do we, are we having those guys getting used to those positions, but we're trying all these different guys in other positions because you just know something's going to happen. So that's just how, um, yeah, how, how flexible you know you need to be at this time of the year to get through things. And Yeah, so, yeah, the inside linebackers are going to be tested. Um, you know, the, some of the trickle down there is the – the outside linebackers are going to need to take advantage of their depth. So, like, Poke Paletti Gore is a guy who we haven't really talked about. But if Adrian Jackson and Keith Sims are playing reps inside, you need another guy on the outside. And Poe Paletti Gore is that guy um, who's been a walk-on here for the last couple of years mm-hmm. and um, has been on the travel squad, so it's kind of been on the bubble anyway. So, you know, it's 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 guys like that. It, you know, it affects your third and fourth string guys too because you know just everybody gets bumped up the ladder but that's just yeah that you're at that point in the year now when you hit mid-october you know entering the second half of the season that uh that that's going to be a thing you mentioned the versatility i mean guys like that are so valuable i mean not to bring up fantasy hockey that rob and i tied in last yeah. week that was just the worst that's i mean to quote i, I maybe i won't <clears throat> quote it but those of you that know bad yeah. news bears you yeah. know what we're alluding to when yeah. you tie yeah Good things don't happen, but I got I got I, I looked up the scoring change. By the way, oh, I had a guy okay. who was credited with an assist. Uh-huh. They must have got back and decided it was a tip goal uh-huh. that wasn't tipped because that w- he was given a goal and thus also a shot, and therefore I tied you in shots and we tied in the whole thing. I mean, I'd rather tie you than lose to you, but I'd rather beat you than any of that stuff. So it's I'd pretty embarrassing. Just, I'd rather just win. You know. I wish I'd done to you what I did to Zach Blaine. The week oh, before. boy. Here we go. Here we go. Zach, feel free to so throw well the flag on that, that, that if you will, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure the flag was coming on that. Wow, he's asking for the flag. That was like taunting on a football field, asking for the flag. Well done. A verbal throat slash. I bring that up because, you know, one of the things that we've, we talked about actually in fantasy Why hockey is Why did you bring is, up fantasy is like hockey? I'm intrigued to see Centers and guys that can play both wing positions, play right. center, those are very valuable. And similarly for Oregon football, you got a couple guys that can play a few different linebacker spots. I mean, there's guys in the secondary that can play different positions. And there's a reason that those guys are so valuable for a team. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think particularly Keith Sims, who's, um, you know, had some injury issues last year, but uh, looked, particularly in the spring, like a guy who could definitely help inside – but then has, has been an outside guy too. 
Um, Adrian Jackson, for a freshman to be able, you know, for the coaches to have confidence in a freshman to be able to do that, you know, just just says a lot about him. Uh, it's not a perfect situation. I mean, yeah, you appreciate that flexibility and you take advantage of it when you can. You know, you wish you had everybody everybody healthy and good to go. Um, you know, but Samson New is another guy that, you know, I, I assume will play a little bit more mm-hmm. inside. Um, you know, those other guys will be kind of depth guys now. You know, Samson's a guy who could play a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he really showed his warrior spirit in the, in the Las Vegas Bowl plan after his shoulder injury, got that repaired, so that set him back over the offseason. But, uh, um, you know, it, it, it'll be nice for him to have an offseason where he can actually lift because he's got to be a, a guy who puts on a little bit of weight. To, Looks to more like a up. safety sometimes. He does, he does. But he, he plays hard. And, um, yeah, that's it's, it's – Losing uh, Slade Matautia is tough because you know he he was, I think he was starting to show flashes the last couple of weeks of being the guy that coaches thought he was going to be this season. He's Rob Mosley, the editor in chief of GoDucks.com. His byline everywhere, all over GoDucks.com. He's on Twitter at DuckFootball at GoDucksMosley as well. I think it's always interesting this point in the season too to think about where the team is on a week to week basis. Yeah. I think that this week in particular, I've been curious to see how the Ducks would bounce back. It seems like practice has been spirited. What's been your read on practice this yeah, week? Yeah, that, that, you know, it was so different than the Stanford week. The week after the Stanford game, I mean, that really lingered. And part of it, and we talked about back then, too, is just the physical toll that mm-hmm. playing Stanford takes you. I think that takes a little bit to shake off, too. Um, but the mental toll, too, of just how well they played and the way that game ended, you know, that, that lingered. Um, you know, possibly because – that Washington State experience was the opposite, where they started slow but then finished pretty well. You know, they came out a little more easily able to kind of embrace the positives they showed and the fight they showed, and, and they know they got to bounce back. They can't, you know, they can't wallow at all. So, you know, you're going on the road, you're facing a, a team that's tough to prepare for. You know, if, if Khalil Tate was fully healthy, this would be a tough team to prepare for yeah. because of his abilities. But now you've got the question mark of, uh, of just what sort of offensive philosophy you're going to see, and that makes it even tougher. So, uh, you know, good to see them flush that quickly um, for sure uh, and move on. What do you like in this matchup? I mean, what are you thinking about heading into this one? What are some of your keys? You know, that the, their running backs, as, as Jim Levin made the point and Mario Cristobal made the point today, their running backs are pretty underrated, you know. So, they, you know, you really – but if you're a defense, you really do want to focus on stopping the run. I mean, that's every defense's first impulse – and so when you go into a game, I just think, I mean, Nick Aliotti's eyes would light up, uh, you know, back <laughs> in the day about a game like this where it was like somebody's going to try to run right at you because that's what he, you know. He loved you know, that. The, yeah, and I'm sure Jim Levitt's in the same boat. You know, hey, you know, well, let's, uh, you know, let's let's tackle that first responsibility head on. Um, you know, it's such a different scheme than, than last week. I mean, I, th- I think that's a tough challenge. You know, you go from Washington uh, to Washington State to Arizona – I mean, they're just three dramatically different offensive styles, particularly if Tate's good to go. So that that is tough. Um, you know, do they do, does Oregon maintain some mojo? Um, you know, we we saw in the two minute drill at the end of practice today, the offense really looked good. You know, mm-hmm. they look like maybe they maintained some momentum coming off the end of that uh, Washington State game, or at least the, you know how most of the second half went. So you know, does the does the offense kind of keep rolling and? Um, kind of get back to how it used to look uh, before that first half at, at Washington State that, that really just was so out of whack. Dylan Mitchell's pretty good. I, I, I saw that in practice. He is pretty good. Today. I mean, it's just his ability to get open, it, you know, just confounds people, I think, you know, because, again, he's just not, you know, he's, he's not the most explosive guy. He's not the most dynamic athlete, but he just his routes are so good and he sets people up so well. Um, that, that, that and, and, you know, clearly Justin Herbert has just a ton of confidence in him to keep looking for him. Um, I mean, you know, you know it's coming. I mean, Oregon's own defense knows it's coming in practice, and they can't stop it. And opponents know it's coming, and they can't stop it at this point. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's a trend that continues. What I've loved with him too, and talking about Dylan Mitchell, is that he's even said as much. You know, he yeah. goes, "Yeah, I'm not the most explosive, you yeah." Know, but I think people know me, know what right. I do now, and it, right. You got, you got to like a guy that just knows what he can For do, sure. and then he, and then he. Capitalizes. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we'd all like to see a couple more weapons step sure. up. You know, Johnny Johnson catch the ball a little bit more consistently. Um, you know, the tight ends. You know, Breland hurt his hurt his thumb early in the year, and that kind of uh, set him back a little bit. You know, do the tight ends get a little more involved, which we've been used to over the years? Uh, and the running back situation will be interesting to watch too. I mean, I think everybody, Oregon fans everywhere, are rooting for Tony Brooks James yeah. to get back and be involved a little bit more. Um, you know, these freshmen have done a great job. I mean, I don't think you can put last week's offensive performance no. on C.J. Verdell or, or Travis Dye at all. 
but uh, you know, uh, you know, otherwise they've done a great job. So it's not, you know, you, you understand why the coaches are, are leaning on those guys. But I think everybody's rooting for Tony and would like to see him get a couple more chances to shine in an Oregon uniform. So, um, you know, maybe with, you know, with CJ with the hip issue that cropped up last week, you know, maybe there's a few opportunities for Tony. And if he gets them, you know, everybody will be rooting for him to take advantage of those. Did you get your churro after you saw Veronica Stone? Uh, no. He'll have the microphone churro? Big old tease. And I told her as much. I didn't appreciate it. You're going to have to go find a churro, Rob. Giving churros for everybody. Churros for everybody. Are they going to have a churro in Tucson? Probably. Maybe? Probably. Yeah. That was all Disneyland. That was the only place I'd ever eat churros was at Disneyland. Really? Yeah. You never got them at Oregon Baseball at PK Park? No, I didn't even know they had them. They did? No. They do. They still do. Oh, hey. still this is when I was a kid. This is a, you know, just yeah, a little shaver. You're too healthy for, for churros <laughs> now. <laughs> I, got, I got everybody fooled. He's Rob Mosley. <laughs> you work out just <laughs> enough that people think you don't eat like a garbage can. I eat like an absolute garbage can. I, I, I prefer the phrase garbage disposal for yeah. myself, but... Yeah. You know, whatever works for you. Absolutely. Whatever works for you. He's the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. You can follow him on Twitter at DuckFootball, at GoDucksMosley. He is Rob Mosley. Hey, thanks, Joey. Have some good Mexican food down there for me. Eat some for me. Yeah. All right. Maybe some of these. We'll go to my favorite restaurant down there, La Siesta. Okay. Not whatever place you mentioned. Yes. Not that place. Yes. Won't even repeat the name. Nope. Rob Mosley, <laughs> kind enough to join us every Wednesday. We're back after this, talking more football and beyond here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. At Mackenzie Willamette Medical Center, our focus is the evolution of emergency care. We're expanding our ER, giving you greater access to the care you need, from the area's only accredited chest pain center to posting our current average ER wait time and our commitment to the 30-minute ER pledge. We strive to give you more expertise with less waiting. At Mackenzie Willamette, better emergency care begins here. We work diligently to have you initially seen by a medical professional within 30 minutes of your arrival, owned in part by physicians. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No. No, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Joey Mack back with you here on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. My thanks to the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com, Rob Mosley, for joining us just a little while ago. We've got the football schedule for you coming up, uh, 7.30. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be an opportunity for the Ducks to bounce back and a lot of things in practice, at least that I think we've seen this week, that tell you that that will, in fact, happen. Ducks are preparing for both quarterbacks. We'll see if Khalil Tate is healthy to go. Uh, it's interesting, Ryan Thorburn from the Register Guard today, he asked Diamador Lenore, and we'll hear that conversation on the show tomorrow. Diamador Lenore uh, was asked, you know, hey, if you could guess, I mean, who's going to play? And he just said, you know, it's homecoming for them. I, I would bet Khalil Tate's going to try and give it a go. I'm, 
I think that's a fair assessment. Ducks got to try and prepare for both quarterbacks. There's no doubt about that. Time for the two-minute drill today brought to you by Cafe Yum. Taking a look at the schedule ahead for all Duck sports. 7.30 kickoff in Tucson on Saturday. That means a 5.30 pregame for us across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Terry Johns will be with you taking you up to kickoff with Jerry and Georgie out there in Tucson. It's going to be a fun game, I think, for the Ducks. I mentioned a lot of opportunity for the Ducks to bounce back and kind of a cool connection for Jalen Jelks as well. We'll hear from him on the show coming up in just a little while. His final game in the state of Arizona as a member of the Ducks for an Arizona native. That's pretty cool. Said he's got a lot of family coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing him (laughs) go to work out there in Tucson. For Oregon soccer, the Ducks are at home against Arizona State Thursday at 5 o'clock. And the Ducks will also have their Halloween and Dia de los Muertos celebration on Sunday when they take on Arizona at noon. And Arizona State and Arizona are on the schedule for everybody this week. Oregon Volleyball is on the road at Arizona State on Friday at 7. And then the Ducks for Matt Ulmer and company will finish up their road trip to the desert with a matchup against Arizona in Tucson at 11 a.m. on Sunday. A lot of Arizona teams. They actually got five matchups with Arizona teams this weekend. And then I guess you can kind of count the (laughs) Pac-12 championships for cross-country that are going on this weekend as well. More details on that coming up later on this week here on the show. Also, after a year after, I should say, being named the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, sophomore Satu Sabali has been named a finalist for the Cheryl Miller Award for Women's Basketball given annually to the nation's top small forward. She's a six foot four forward from Berlin, Germany. Averaged 10.7 points per game last year, and she shot 46.1% from the floor. Sabali also averaged 3.8 boards and 1.7 assists in 24.1 minutes per game. I would expect that minutes per game average to increase this year. Santu Sabali named to the Cheryl Miller Award. Whew, that's pretty cool for the small forward of the year. And that's your Cafe Yum 2-Minute Drill brought to you by Cafe Yum Restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington or special diet requests and custom orders are always welcome. Menus and nutrition info at cafeyum.com. Joey Mack here with you. We're going to sneak in a quick break. First, remind you the Oregon Football Coaches Show coming up tonight. 7.05 across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. That's 95.3 FM here in Eugene. Those of you listening to Duck Insider on 95.3 in Eugene right now, the Oregon Football Coaches Show will follow today's Duck Insider. Michael Johnson, Oregon wide receivers coach, will join Jerry and Georgie down at the cooler, as will the defensive stud, Jordan Scott. You can join us for the Ducks Coaches Show down at the cooler, voted the number one sports bar in Eugene. Still to come, we will jump into Jim Levitt, the Oregon defensive coordinator. Jalen Jelks had a good conversation with the Arizona native as well. Stick with us as Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good. Recycle your empties and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG, America's home for college sports. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban 
or rural. You must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack. You can find me on Twitter at Joey McMurray, J-O-E-Y-M-C-M-U-R-R-Y. Jim Levin met with the media after practice today, and I also had a good conversation with Jalen Jelks. We'll get that for you in just a moment. It's today's show is brought to you by the North Fork Public House, a new Oregon-inspired restaurant in Crescent Village, serving locally sourced farm-to-fork grub, open daily at 11 a.m. This is going to be a interesting test for the Ducks because they are having to prepare for two quarterbacks, and there are two quarterbacks that – do things a little bit differently. But the running game is also pretty good for Arizona. You heard Rob Mosley mention that just a little while ago, as did Coach Cristobal. Kind of an underrated group, and I think when you have a guy like Khalil Tate on your roster, a lot of other offensive weapons can kind of get overlooked. Ducks aren't overlooking them, overlooking them though, as Jim Levitt discussed that. It's brought to you by the Winnipeg Valley Cancer Institute Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Jim Levitt, right after practice, just a little while ago today. Anything? I just feel like you handled uh, Slade going out early. Have guys like Samson and those guys. Uh... Well, I thought it did pretty good. You know, um, you know, it's tough losing Isaac on that because he only had about four snaps. And he had played so good previous game, he had about 40 snaps. But the other guys did fine. And can you do it where his versatility or... becomes an asset? I'm sorry, Keith's what now? versatility, is this where that becomes yeah, an Yeah, yeah, he can play either place inside or outside. What are you doing to prepare for both their quarterbacks that you might see on Saturday? Well, you know, they run similar offenses, you know, with both guys, and they do that probably for a reason. They've got three quarterbacks that they've used, number 10, 14, and four, you know, all of them, and they all do about the same things. Seems like they've been able to run the ball effectively pretty well, even though they don't have much of a passing game for it. Well, they, they, they can throw it too, you know. Uh, they, they got a lot of yards last week running it, yeah. That would be, be a challenge. Have you seen how the Drake Carl, Carl rotates in there? What do you see? Kind of him? He, you may need him a little I'll bit. Right back here, Carl Berg. Carl Berg does a good job. He's just he's he's very smart. Plays hard. Uh, uses hands well. You know he's he's a really good football player. He's done a good job this year. Yeah. What, what's up? That was the question. Okay. Jackson, the guy, another guy who can still play. Yeah. Inside yeah, he could. He could. <clears throat> oh, tremendous to get on top of the receiver. In that second half, really well, got the pick, and then we we uh, then he, there was a mesh route, and he got he got the first pick that way. Just had good eyes on the ball and, and uh, did a good job. Wish we could have returned it a little bit, you know, but we just so. Uh, but it was good, two good picks. It was good. Are any of your young quarters corners pushing for more playing time? Well, we got about four or five guys that that, that we work in there, you know. Anything else? Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Jim Levitt, the Oregon defensive coordinator, after practice, he's a man of few words, getting ready for a matchup with the Wildcats. I think, though, it's important to note that he was talking a little bit there about Drayton Carlberg. He has been really, really effective for the Ducks. And, you know, Coach Chris Paul mentioned it, that his time in the Washington game got kind of cut short, unfortunately. And, you know, ultimately, I thought that this was a <laughs> opportunity, or that was an opportunity, I should say, for him to take that next step forward. I think he did, even though he was ejected for that targeting, that tough call for him late in that game. But I feel like Drayton Carlberg has been a great depth option for the Ducks along the defensive line and certainly been one that they have needed at times this year. Been a valuable addition. And now Sione Kava may figure to factor in more for the Ducks. Andrew Faliu as well. I thought it was interesting that Coach Crispo also mentioned, talking about that defensive depth, that Andrew Johnson, the guy who's been banged up as a freshman, he's working his way back, going through rehab. He's still non-contact for another week and a half or so, Coach Cristobal said. But he's a guy that certainly looks the part, fits the part from a skill perspective, and may be able to make an impact for the Ducks later on this season. Remember, with that four-game redshirt rule, that means that Oregon could see some of those guys recover from injury, play later in the season, and they still get to use that redshirt year, so they'd have another year of eligibility. I think this rule is good all the way around. For coaches, for players, it seems to just make things better. And I think that there's been a national conversation, of course, with Kelly Bryant deciding to transfer from Clemson with the emergence of the freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. That's one example of a guy who said, you know, I may have an opportunity somewhere else to have a shot at the next level. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think everybody, every student-athlete has that right. But I think that you're also seeing transfers among first-year players decreasing. We're not hearing as many about those. You're seeing veterans that maybe get outplayed by a younger player or they lose their job to a younger player. You're seeing those guys transfer. But I have a feeling that at the end of this season, with guys that maybe can get in there and they kind of see where they're at after one year of playing and they get involved in a few games and then they can still utilize that redshirt year, I think you're going to see less first-year players transferring as a result of this rule. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the metrics will tell us otherwise and the transfer numbers will tell us otherwise. But I really feel like if you're a first-year player and if the the coaching staff decides, oh, we're, you're going to redshirt this year, and unless there's any catastrophic injuries – you're going to still redshirt that that first year that you're on campus. A lot of guys may not be stoked about that, so they decide to transfer, go somewhere else. Well, now you may see some of those guys get involved in games, and they may decide to stay at school. I feel like this is going to be overall a good thing for, A, older student-athletes who want to still have a shot even if they get beaten out at a position by somebody younger than them, and, B, I think that you're going to see less freshmen make those quick decisions if they are redshirted for one year. Just my thought on that. We'll see, of course, how it goes by the end of the season. Back to Oregon and Arizona. 7.30 kickoff on ESPN and on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jalen Jelks, I got a chance to catch up with the Arizona native. Always fun to talk to. I know his mom is actually a frequent viewer of the show, and I hope that on a day where we've got Jalen Jelks for you, that she is, in fact, listening. A great young man and a guy who was a big key in keeping Khalil Tate contained a year ago we talked about that and also just how many family members and extra eyes he's got coming to the stadium to see him play his final game in a collegiate uniform in the state of arizona jalen jokes good conversation after practice today this has to be kind of fun for you get a chance to play in front of some family how many you got coming yeah. out there uh, i got a lot of people um some cousins um, a couple uncles uh, my dad's friends and stuff like that family friends so um, it'll be fun and interesting to play against them. I haven't, they haven't seen them in a while, and I haven't seen them, so it'll be pretty interesting. That's kind of fun, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it, and how much does that juice you up? I mean, just seeing all those guys out there. A lot, because I know um, I'm going to try to be on my P's and Q's at all times because i got somebody else watching me, you know, at a close eye. So um, I feel the same way when my mom and dad comes to games and stuff like that. I know somebody's in the stands watching me, and I know I can't be messing up and stuff like that. So a um, little bit more pressure and everything like that, but I like it. All right, last year you guys were kind of the blueprint, I'll say, for stopping this offense. Then new coordinator, new head coach. I mean, but this is still a pretty talented team. What was, yeah. were some of the keys last year to slowing them down? I'm um, just trying to attack the quarterback, uh, making sure we stayed on Tate, make sure he wasn't trying to be elusive. Um, I feel like if we shut the run down, um, get, get him into the pass and everything, we can hopefully convert and, and get him off the field. So, Is that really the key with him, is just make him throw? Yeah, uh, make him throw, um, try to use his, you know, not his weak things against him, but, um, you know, he's a little bit more versatile when he's running and scrambling and stuff like that. He's pretty much almost like a wildcat quarterback. So um, just trying to keep him in the pocket and, and, and instead of trying to run outside and everything like that and trying to get to his receiver. So. With all that in mind, since he's been a little banged up, mm -hmm. uh, how, how has the preparation been for two quarterbacks and how do things change if Rhett Rodriguez is out there instead? Um, it's going to change a little bit, but not much. Um, Dimitri Birch, he's been giving us a great look at scout team right now. Um, he pretty much does everything and not, probably not then some than what Khalil does. So um, chasing him around all day at practice and everything should probably get us pretty prepared. Dimitri was a scout team quarterback for Tate last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, he's gotten a lot better, so um, it's interesting. He, Khalil Tate ran for, I think, six straight games of 100 yards or more against you guys last year, and he hasn't done it since once. What what was kind of the secret in, in stopping him? You think maybe teams have copied you guys? And uh, probably. Um, it's all coach. It's all Coach Levitt. Um, give big kudos to him and, and Coach Hayward and everybody in the in the film rooms watching extra calls and stuff like that. They can build in to try to help shut the run down, run game down, and everything like that. But um, at the end of the day, you just gotta you gotta come out and it's not the X and O's and everybody. It's everybody on the field. So um, they can give us all the calls they want. But if we're not showing up and we're not tackling and doing everything we can do, then it's not gonna be good. So regardless of who's our quarterback, their running backs seem to be pretty good. Yeah, Definitely. Um, he's, very, he's very versatile. They know how to use him in their offense. Um, between him and Tate, you know, they can just literally just run a strong option or something like that, and, and who knows who's going to get the ball. They're pretty much the same speed. So, Your last game at home, or I guess in the state of Arizona, are you expecting a big big group of family to come down? Definitely, definitely. Um, I got about eight or nine people coming down, um, family, friends, uncles, aunts, stuff like that, cousins. So um, it should be pretty interesting. Going inside the mode, how accurate of a simulation is that for Arizona Heat? Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Um, everybody's like, it's hot in here. I was like, yeah, it's hot, but y'all haven't seen, like, Arizona actual heat. I'm talking, like, 120 out there, like, summer conditioning, stuff like that. So um, they, they really don't know what it's like, but I trust me, I know.
Were they ever an option for you, Arizona, of going there? Or what led you here over staying in state? Um, yeah, U of A was my first offer. So um, I was thinking about going there, um, kind of just settled down, waited to see how many more um, offers I was going to get. I didn't know if I was going to play offense or defense yet. So um, I didn't know whether I was going to be big and play O-line or go skinny and play defense. So um, it worked out for the best, I guess. So offensive line was the other option? Mm-hmm. Never would have thought that. Yeah, it was, I was actually pretty good in high school, surprisingly. Um, I kind of miss it just running down, you know, running back, scoring touchdowns and stuff. You can jump with them and celebrate, but um, it's all good. You like hitting guys more? Definitely. Like tackling more, <laughs> definitely. When you are down in Arizona, you talk about the simulating in, in the Mo. I mean, <laughs> you talk about how different the, the situation is, but is it still helpful to, to be in a situation like yeah, that? Yeah, because, I mean, it's cold outside. The sun's not even out right now, so at least it simulates some type of humidity and heat and everything like that. So it does get your body temp up a lot. So um, it simulates a little bit of stuff like that, but it, it's still not an oven like Arizona. So Being from there, you know how rowdy uh, Tucson can be. Yeah. Do you feel like the team gets a, a, a quick look at the roster? It doesn't seem like anyone – I don't think anyone's played down there yeah. yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the first time I actually went down there, we had lost. Yeah. Um, I went down there as a recruit. Just watched. I drove down, watched the game, and everything like that. And their crowd is crazy. So um, it's just like Pullman. They get rowdy, and you know their student section's always up. So uh, it's a little bit different than Austin. So we'll see. Have the coaches done anything extra to prepare for that this week? Yeah, we got all the big jumbotrons and stuff, and all the like big sound things going on and everything like that at practice. But you know, it's all it all still matters on us. And I mean, every stadium is pretty much the same with the crowd noise. So. Yep. What would it mean personally to you to get a win back in your hometown? Uh, everything's big. Uh, everything's big on, on that regard. But um, I am going back home. Uh, it's more for the team, not me, um, especially after last week's loss and everything like that. I just want us to bounce back, um, pretty much stay focused and, you know, trying to drive and get this win. Jalen Jelks, the Oregon defensive end, talking with myself, a few other members of the media after practice. Today. Isn't that cool for him, man, get a chance to go play in front of his family and this is awesome, and I also love that's a veteran answer from a guy who's been around this program and has meant a lot to this program. A veteran answer saying, you know, yeah, it'll be fun, but this is more about the team. you got to love that from Jalen Jelks, one of the leaders on this squad. I see a couple of you talking about his NFL future. You know, I, I talked to him. He was on the coaching show with us a few weeks ago, and I kind of asked him, I was like, so you played defensive end. You've played outside linebacker. You've kind of done it all in different packages for the Ducks. What? what's your role going to be like moving forward? He And, again, a smart veteran answer. He's like, I'll play wherever they want me to play at the next level. And I'm not really thinking about that all that much now. I'm just ready to play some more football for the Ducks. you got to love that from a guy like Jalen Jelks. But he certainly projects, doesn't need to be a pretty good 3-4 outside linebacker in the NFL. Put on a little bit of weight. He's got the speed. He seems to play a little bit bigger than his size at times. And I think in the NFL, too, you see so often they've got such specialized packages on defense, particularly with your linebackers. Yeah, he'll be a Sam Mike, Joey. He'll be a big-time Sam Mike. Exactly. That's that's the way I see it. I I love the way that in the NFL they're so specific of of what they're going to do. And So he's a guy that either, A, could decide, yeah, I'm going to be a pass rusher, or, B, I'm going to be a rush guy. But I think he's got the talent, as Randy's alluding to, to maybe do both. You see that happen. You saw that happen with Eric Armstead and the 49ers. He's not in on, on a ton of those rushing plays for the Niners. I think that you're going to see that with Jalen Jokes. The Ducks have turned out a lot of good defensive ends and a lot of good outside linebackers in the last few years. Credit to Oregon for putting out those guys into the NFL. I think it's cool to see that sort of thing for sure. For sure. Duck and Saturday brought to you by Buy Market. Ready for your season for less. We're going to jump into a little bit of a breakdown of the Pac-12. We tried to do that yesterday. Kind of ran out of time. Zach's here again, so that means that we get to talk to him about the experience that he had up in Washington earlier. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe have to give Zach a little bit of a hard time for that. Randy Anthony, when was the last time you were at a football game on a Saturday rather than board hopping a football game on a Saturday? Sheesh. 2007 or eight, maybe. No kidding. So no, it's been no about kidding. a decade since you weren't behind the board, huh? No, no, that doesn't include Thursday night. I've been to college football games since then, you know. Okay. Um, but on a Saturday, it's been a while, Joey. Okay, so last college football game then, and where was it? Uh, it was here in Winston-Salem. It was the Wake Forest game on a Thursday night a couple years ago. I love it. I love it. Randy Anthony, the East Coast correspondent, uh, of course, always with some good East Coast tidbits for us. We'll jump in, take a look around the Pac-12 when we come back. Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Everyone wants to give their kids the world, but sending them to college can seem overwhelming. I'm John Zeiser with Country Financial, and I get it. My wife and I graduated with college debt, and we didn't want that for our three boys, Anson, Paxton, and Hawkins. So we're taking simple steps to prepare them for college. And Country Financial can help you take simple steps, too. Because whether you're our customer or our family, we want you to be successful. 
Find an authorized representative at takesimplesteps.com. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the National Federation of State High School Associations and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow. It'll be the first time that I am not sitting in this chair this year hosting the show. It's going to be a little nerve-wracking for me. Terry John's filling in. Uh, I understand that even Zach won't be here tomorrow. So basically what that means is East Coast correspondent Randy Anthony. Boy, the cats are away. We're sure. going to play. We're going to play. Man, you, you guys. So Terry and Randy, of course, host our pregame show heading up to kickoff. Randy's back in studio doing all the scoreboards for you across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Terry's on site. I just chime in occasionally on the pregame. I really just eat. I make sure Terry gets his food pregame. That's kind of my role, and I do it well. I really do it well on the pregame show. But Randy is going to be the one tomorrow that's going to have to keep the show on on the train tracks, right, Zach? I mean, no pressure, Randy. Well, Quentin Moore will be here. None. Don't worry, Quentin will be here. I think we decided Quentin was assistant director and show official. Yeah, he throws more flags than I do. He does, and the officials tend to throw more flags than the referees. Can we make him the umpire? So, that way we, I like that. That way, that way we can run over him if he gets in the way, like that one play from this past week. I'm sure you saw it. Where the I think this is a I think this is a great idea. So Quentin is now the assistant director and umpire for Duck Inside. On that note of referees getting in the way, it's you wonder that more players <laughs> don't that do note. that because they basically. I mean, he used him as kind of like a shield. shield. If he yeah, goes, I'm, if he goes left, he scores. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry. No, it's no, true. you're absolutely right. So, so we have our show official with Zach. Uh, so Quentin tomorrow. I know, I know Quentin's probably tuning in right now. So that means Quentin tomorrow. Man, you're 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 probably like. I, I guess Randy's driving the train tomorrow, right? And then Quentin's what the conductor? Terry's just along for the ride. Yeah, the, the person oh, sitting the in this chair is always just along for the ride. Exactly. Look oh, at the look train. At the train. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was when we were in Corvallis for baseball, and, and Jerry was like, hey, look, there's a train over there. Jerry, honestly, so everybody knows the phrase, like, squirrel, right? Like, you y'all have heard that from, uh, what's it from, Up, right? Is it from Up? Great movie. Pixar movie, great movie. Stellar movie, by the way. But squirrel, like, Jerry had been doing that before squirrel was even a thing. Thank I mean, you, Joey. You're welcome, Jerry. You're welcome, sir. Uh, taking a look around the Pac-12, I just wanted to zero in on this game really quick. Washington State-Stanford is by far the game of the weekend. I don't know yet who I'm going to pick. I said yesterday I'll change my mind probably five different times. I already have changed my mind a few different times. This is actually the toughest game I think that I've had to pick this season. And this is a big week actually in our picks because I'm going to be joining remotely, which is going to be difficult, first of all. But second of all, Jorgie's got a one-game lead on me, so I got I got to make a move here. And I, I feel like Jorgie's gonna pick Washington State. I so have the a, over under for this. I 53 have a and a half. Do you think that's fifty-three and a half? Yeah. 
I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over too. Yeah, I'll take the over. I think Stanford at home is not a home field advantage, guys. Ugh. And also, how is this game on Pac-12 Network? How is that not an ESPN or a Fox game? I don't get it. I don't understand television. Washington State, Stanford, 4 o'clock on Pac-12 Network. I'm Joey Mack. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up. Be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. With a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.